right. Here we go. With that radio mofo. Starring Mikey K. He was a DJ back in the day, but they wouldn't let him be on old 93, so it's on the podcasting. The FCC. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, right. Anybody else doing anything other than just watching football today, all day? Oh, probably cooking food for the week. Nothing, you know, pretty boring domestic shit. Yeah. And then uh, we, we've got, a, well, kind of new members. I mean, Ron, I think the last time you were on might have been when we recorded your New Year's resolution. Yeah. It was like last two year. years ago? It might have been two. Might have been two. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. It was actually to A, be more um, unapologetically self-serving with my promotion. So I was trying to come on your pod and get you on mine, which looks like I've done. And part two was to uh, just be also more blatant with my smoking, which you will notice that I have also accomplished. So, uh, away <laughs> for me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you got to have goals and shit, right? And then uh, the Mr. Chavez from, he's kind of a lacrosse, well, should we say lacrosse legend? Can we say that? I don't know. Do you want to say it? You can say it whatever you want. It's not a legend by any means. No, we, I don't know. Did we talked last week about uh, New Year's resolutions. Have you guys actually come up with anything decent or? No. Nah. No. Why? Just to I... disappoint myself? No. <laughs> the last one I did was that one that I uh, did on your pod. So I uh, said after that, and there's nowhere to go but down. So fuck it. Yeah. I gave up. Yeah, I was going to get a haircut and I still haven't done that. So. <laughs> Really? Your head actually looks groomed. Yeah, it's called grease. Oh, what, like hair supplement or just natural oh, no, natural Some grease. kind of no, stuff like, you just go... Bacon grease? Like, yeah. Just... Handful of Crisco. <laughs> like the old man style stuff. Ah, uh, from 19 diggity two. Yeah, exactly. You had more hair the last time I saw you, Ron. I don't know about that. It's been a while. If we're well, going to go with four of us, you're the only one with hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes yeah. no sense because it should have all fallen out with all this shit. But, yeah. you know, actually, um, we, we were talking about, you know, doing your, you used to do your midnight confessions thing, Todd, which was kind of a. That was half baked at best. What's that? That was half baked at best. Yeah, but I mean, you had like the naughty nurses, and you had drunk naked Iowa girl call. Yep, Hobbit used to call, and a couple of uh, trucker Bob. But it, it never really took off like Battle of the Sexes. I mean, that worked. I, th- I think it was mostly just the time of the day. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was. But the good thing was is when we used to do it at around ten o'clock at night. That's when I knew Jen was in bed. <laughs> I know, but there was always somebody listening. There was always rats, yeah, listening to the nights and the overnights, waiting for us to do something. Like when the the one time the guy dropped an f bomb live on the air at bar time. Oh, uh, oh, there was, it was the somebody from, from the real world Rolls or real world was in town, and oh, I remember that the engineers and them were all out at Brothers, and they popped into my show at bar time. The guy dropped an f bomb, and I'm like. Interview over. Good day. Yeah. 
And I think we had like, to have a whole station meeting about that. Yeah. You can't just have people come on the mic anymore. They'll I think that was right, right after I left. Because I, yeah, it was, it was a shit show, and I was just like, you know, a day went past, didn't hear nothing. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. <laughs> Next day I'm in, Jen's like, yeah, can I see you in my office? I'm like, oh, oh God. And she didn't yell at me because it wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. <laughs> but, you know, you know, just it's like Ron said, you got to be careful who you have on the air, especially if they've been drinking and they're a loose cannon. But somebody ratted me out. Somebody had listened overnight and told the bosses that somebody dropped an F-bomb live on Z93. Well, that was uh, true professional. That was me. No, no, it wasn't you. <laughs> Say, I was listening to the radio while I was DJing, and then, you know, I just said, no, that's offensive. Kidding. Well, that's almost like the time downtown when George and Dave bought that cheap Radio Shack mic. Oh, God. We got, we got a call from the lacrosse center saying that we are our, the bar the wireless. Mic, yeah. Yeah. The bar oh. mic was coming in over, over the PA oh, at God. the lacrosse center. <laughs> it sounds like Spinal Tap when they're at the Air Force Base. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's like a Disney on ice going on, and you probably heard Chavez going, show us your tits or something. <laughs> nice. To be fair, that would have really improved Disney on ice. I might have bought tickets yeah. to that. Yeah, Jägermeyer shots are only a dollar as long as they're here, and then all of a sudden there's... All Disney the guys on. get up in the, in, the, in, the, in the stadium and go to the, the or, uh, concession booth going, I heard it. Jäger yeah. was a clock. What's going on? Be responsible for an actual riot. Mom, Need something Mom, to get through this. Where's Dad going? Oh, he's enjoying the show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, that was the only way we made it through Justin Timberlake and Christine Aguilera mm-hmm. was to have our our intern sell one of the tickets. He scalped it for. No, he, he scalped a bunch of tickets. Oh, right, they, were all, they were all nosebleed seats, but he actually got us a big wad of cash to spend on cocktails. Yeah, Which I swear to God, we're watered down. I mean, how can we drink that much and not get a buzz? Well, the guy's like, yeah, the guy's like, well, there's no, there's no doubles, but here's yeah. twenty bucks, and suddenly it got a lot bigger. Especially because none of it was our money. Yeah, what yeah. was it like, Windsor and Cokes, or is it rum and Cokes? Brown stuff that that yeah. Justin Timberlake tolerable. Brown party liquor, hell yeah. And we I actually, actually have a ticket so, to that, but I never uh, I had to work. Mr. Chavez, you're actually in a, a real legit studio. No, I'm actually in my office at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said you were going to use the... Uh, I, I was going to try to, but I uh, the logistics of it, there's people using the studio, so I couldn't do it. So that, here I am in my office doing amazing. work. Are you cutting the cheese? <laughs> hey there it is. Hey, you're on. Thank you. That's great. Good. I'll get Case. there. We're really Good. setting the bar high with this episode. Oh, my God. Sound effects. Mikey oh, K's got a theme song now. Jesus. Yeah. Wait till we get Mikey on ours. Ours is basically a giant drinking game, so it's you drink if you hear a dog yeah, which or which one a of you is going to be able to make it out of that one alive would be the challenge. This <laughs> <laughs> is like 10 podcasters enter, one remains. Yeah. We haven't heard anybody throw up on air yet. But, uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Well, actually, technically, I did, but the mic was off. So you just see the they like everybody else is slumped over their keyboard, and there's one guy, and you see kind of the ambulance lights in the background. 
<laughs> yeah, they actually have been given instructions on what to do if I actually drop and die in the middle of a pod. Like, you guys need some contact info, because if I go down in this basement, ain't nobody coming, so... Do you have an agreement with them about certain hard drives to crash and <laughs> No, it's just make sure I don't die on this fucking old tile floor. That's that's it. I think There's you have a double bag under your bed at home, just tell them don't open it, but just destroy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got people in every time zone, so it's a clusterfuck. This this fire safe should be dropped immediately into the bottom <laughs> of a lake. Don't don't open it. Don't look in there, goddammit. <laughs> you know what's good for you. I mean, it's not like we're talking like Epstein Island stuff, but things the family doesn't need to know about. Yeah, that happened to me once while I was away. I had to have a family clean out my apartment. In the, in How many drawers are history? Yeah. Actually, I've got this weird thing with with. Nah, I use dress socks. Um, or Duluth Trading Company support socks, the ones that are like. Um, they that'd be a great sponsor. Anyway, um, <laughs> Duluth Trading Company, the best no. socks to jerk off into. <laughs> Man, did you guys hear that episode where we were explaining to April why guys use socks to jerk off into? I watched that one. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Because we're late. Uh. <laughs> right there. She had. She has at least one boy. Oh. Oh, that's so good she's, heads up. She's there. horrified now, going, oh, my God, I got to yeah. wash socks. Well, again. you know, maybe she just thought when he was younger, he took a lot of showers. Or <laughs> there was that bit from that TV show Weeds where the uncle talks to the, the nephew about masturbation. And he, like, use a banana peel. Then later on in the episode, the mom's talking about, like, God, it's great that he's eating so much more fruit. There's just banana peels all over the place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she'll be picking up laundry with tongs now. Yeah. <laughs> but all this is a socks go in a different basket. <laughs> See, that was actually, you want to talk about midnight confessions or like our afternoon confessional now. That is the exact reason that myself and 10 of us were never confirmed at our church. Was first we got kicked out of the actual church school where they did the classes. Then we got kicked out of a nun's house, and then we got kicked out of a parent's house. And the conversation on that last night was on how masturbation was bad. And they were trying to tell a bunch of junior high age kids, and you know, half of us are like, we just got done before we got here. So I guess right. we're all screwed. Like, we should adjourn this meeting right now. Because <laughs> really needed that endorphin hit to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought of any any uh good good uh confessions though because it used to be kind of that's where we're we, we didn't care at that point of the night anymore <laughs> oh i have i have one question for ron though how, how often were you actually high on the air almost always <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I mean, at least at the very least, I was coming down a little bit, but I definitely was. I mean, there's a day I was smoking, so it's just like, oh, I better, you know, it's an hour before I go in. I better top off these two foot long hits and, you know, just settle down a little bit. I think I only smoked there like three or four times, though, so, you know, that's pretty good. An all high radio marathon would be interesting. <laughs> you remember the old station, The Buzz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so, like the night staff, half the time those guys were out on the back porch of the the building, smoking up. You know, they they put on a lot because everything was through the computer. It was you know mostly voice tracked, but you could go live. But you'd have your commercial break the three songs before you to talk. So you had a good 10, 15 minutes to go in the back and you know light up a joint or rip a good hit. And oh my God, those guys were just hammered all the time. If you stopped in at night, you stopped in the studio, just reeked a cheap ditch weed. Oh, man, I wish I would have known this back in the day. <laughs> made me some friends. Well, I would have thought, especially Ben's uh, Sunday night show. No, those they... guys didn't usually get high because they were so into the music. I mean, they were. I mean, they were on a holy mission to spread the gospel of whatever goofy fucking music they were playing. You know, so Scott they probably went out and got ripped, you know, afterwards. But, you know, during the show, they were all focused. There was That's just a... one night I was driving back from from here to lacrosse and I heard this heard him play the same song. I kid you not half a dozen times over and over and over. Hey, was, hey we didn't it. we didn't fully get to the bottom of the meeting of that one. So we're going to let it rip one more time. <laughs> They did that when the word got out that the buzz was going away. Okay. And because, I mean, we were told like weeks in advance it was going to change format and then it wasn't a very well kept secret. And since he, I think, I don't know if Ben even got paid to be there. I think he's more of a volunteer. No. So like, fuck it, you know, nobody gave a crap what you did on Sunday night. <laughs> Who's listening? Shit. Well, because every other night it was love, every lot except for Saturday night was Loveline. Yeah, was that Monday through Friday? Yep. Clarify, refresh my memory. What was the buzz again? 105? 105. 105.5, and it was alternative stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was during okay, the 90s. That was a champs. Fat Polly was there at the time. Pop Can um, was Before he became yeah. Fat Polly. Pop Can Pop was King. the guy we took to an after bar party before he was going to. He was moving with Audrey to her station in Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Oh, okay. I think, I, and Fat Polly was drinking all of our beer, so we shaved his eyebrows and put a dress on him and took a bunch of Polaroid pictures and then sent them to the new radio station where he was going to work at. And they actually were it. There was his biopic with like him wearing a dress and no eyebrows. I was for gonna a while, say I that guess. guy. That guy. That would help his fucking brand. That's the one dude you could do that to, and be like, "Thanks, backfired, dicks. That's my that's my profile <laughs> pic now. I got a raise." There was there was Fat Polly. There was Pyro. Pyro. Uh, Neil Pyro. Close. What's that? Oh yeah, Neil. Remember Neil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neil. Well, What's Neil now. Neil owns a bowling alley in uh, Bangor now. Yeah, but I think yeah. he actually got back into radio. Hmm. He did. He's doing some. I think he's at like KQ ninety eight. Yeah, he's doing some weekends That's or something shame. like that. But he's. He bought his dad's uh, bowling alley in in uh, Bangor. We were just there a few hmm. weeks ago, actually. That's well, nice fitting. Yeah, sounds about right for him. The tracks. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's. I don't know. Maybe it's more of a hobby thing for him, or like the family business Probably. to take over because it's old. I mean, it is. Yeah, and, I don't and, think they're building new ones of those fucking things. But I did um, New Year's. A New Year's party there in like 2003 or 2004, and the PA kept on every time we turned the mic on. The extra little that little bit of extra juice was enough to 
blow the breaker box that was all the way back down the alley, so I had to keep running down the alleys to plug everything back in. Jesus. <clears throat> That's on some hokey shit like Coconut Joe's or Legends shit. Oh yeah, that uh, the one amplifier that had to sit on top of the beer cooler, that crown that was in the basement, otherwise it got too hot. And... Oh man. When the I amp rack is down in the basement? Yeah. Yeah, when you have to when it when it blows and you're running through there with a full bar and I, I hit my head once bad enough that I I came to sitting on the floor of the basement down there. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Kai was like, Are you okay, man? I'm like, Where the fuck am I? <laughs> it's like there's a full bar upstairs. Yeah. Oh, okay. You could do you could do a podcast just on all the different stories we have on just that place alone. I mean, I was there off and on for 25 years, 20 years. Yeah, I do think you, we're... Do you conceive any of your kids there? Huh? Do you conceive any of your kids there? <laughs> I met my ex there, yeah. So I have three kids with her. Stupid bitch. I don't know. I heard <laughs> stories about myself from that place that I had never I figured remember out. remember her. Do you? Um... I mean, just there. I mean, just that alone. I mean, there's so much shady shit that went on there, just because of Dave and George. The time when I was the officially like, I don't know if I was brought into the family or whatever, but it was <laughs> that one summer when I was, we were fixing random stuff around the building just to get extra hours, and George asked me to put a heating element in a stove, and I opened up the stove and it had two garbage bags full of weed. Oh, those apartments upstairs, Todd. Those were some uh, prime real estate. Oh God. And I lived up there for maybe a year and a half. Kenny J did. When Kenny J first came to the country station to be the program director, they didn't have a place for him to live yet. So he lived up there for like six months. I'm just disheartened. I'm finding out I did lacrosse totally wrong when I was Absolutely. There, oh, for I, sure, dude. Fuck, yeah. I thought, thought I pretty much nailed that, but I guess not. Is the recovery no. room still around? Because that yeah. was George and Dave's oh, yeah. first place, right? Very, very beginning. Yeah, back in whatever, the early 90s. Or it, was 80s. Their, it was their dad's. Yep, they bought it from their dad, and then they moved. That's what George's ringside was originally. Yeah. Yeah, because they wouldn't. I remember George saying that his dad wouldn't. They wouldn't give it to him. They actually made it buy it from him. Yeah, that's where it all started. Now I yeah. understand where George and Dave are. Where's George? Next thing you know, they own an entire city block, and there's 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 probably bodies in that basement somewhere. <laughs> I know where, and I know where half of them are. So don't worry about it. It's, it's all good. There was there's a, that room in the, the uh, where the cooler and remember where all the dry stock used to be. Yep. There on the legend side, there's that little room. There's a little window or like a little cutout. In the foundation, there's a hidden room behind. There's stuff in there still to this day that would make you kind of go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I was more concerned there? with the, the raw sewage that would occasionally drip from the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. The Coconut Joe side? Absolutely. When, yeah. When somebody would throw a beer bottle into the urinal and a urinal just explodes when a glass bottle yeah. hits it. And then every yeah. football player decides that they're going to just piss straight into the basement. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm a true professional. Many times I just pissed right into the uh, the drain basin in the basement, too. In the corner there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was back here, yeah. 
the summer yeah, we had to put those wow. block walls in across at Marco's clothing store across the street. There's there's half filled incorrect bags of uh, cement and, and roaches and cockroach. That was the first time I'd ever been ankle deep in cockroach water before. <laughs> How many first? waitresses do you think were deflowered down there? How many? Um. <laughs> I sat down one day and tried to figure it out because I just, because I was there. I started there in 93. I've, I've seen just in general, I think I've seen close to 10,000 servers in my lifetime there. So you got to figure at least half, oh, yeah. at least half of them. So what you're saying is that there's at least the of, of waitresses. <laughs> Well, what we had, if you if you were a waitress there and you could get through one night of Oktoberfest, you pretty much had a job for life. Yeah, you really had to fuck up to get to get fired there to piss Denise off. Uh, but when I was GM that one during stretch there, I uh, I fired a bartender on New Year's Eve. Damn, he was doing shots and then so he was uh, that usual. So somebody pays for their drink with cash. Yeah. He'd pocket the cash for the drinks, but still give the customer back his change. I watched him do it. Oh, Jesus. Oh. He goes, well, you can't prove that I did it. And I go, dude, don't con a con man when he's fucking better than you. Because <laughs> I was. I mean, I saw everything. And that's why every time I stood on top of like the dance floor or anything is because I was watching the bartenders and servers. Yeah, that and there. I, I didn't care about anybody getting punched or choked or anything like that. I was just watching the tills. We're yeah, we're just more watching to make sure if there's going to be a lawsuit after after a fight, more or less. No, I didn't care about. I really didn't care about the lawsuits. That wasn't my money. That was David Jones. No. They could go down with the ship. But... It's kind of like the no compete agreement thing they had us sign that held up for about five minutes. <clears throat> um, when I bought Club Rhino, George took me to court for that. What? Yeah. Yep. He, st- he slept a restraining order. I could come within a th- 100 feet of the door of Coconut Joe's or ringside. Because oh, I left uh, and opened up a bar. Well, there's a loss. Shit. Somebody would have slapped that on me in lacrosse. I would have never felt I that. I represented way. myself as a lawyer. I have no, no, I had no business being a lawyer and representing myself. But that one, I was like, hey, uh, Mr. Judge, here you go. It's not compete. It's not legal in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, you're right. I still kept the restraining order. What's yeah, and a lot of times from, from I've learned this: if you can represent yourself pro se, and if you're dumb enough, the judge is just gonna just gonna go with whatever you go with anyway. Like, if you're that ignorant of the law, they'll just be like, "We have such a shortage of attorneys right now. Fine, just don't do it again." You want to know the ironic thing was about that is that after a restraining order and all that whole shit. Uh, George called me back in 2014 with uh, Twisted Moose, and I ended up being his executive chef and kitchen manager for his restaurant. After all there, that, I quit there and got hired back twice, but it well, was I, all I mean, within short periods of time. When I One say of, 25 years, is off and on. I wasn't there completely from. I mean, I had different stints, but yeah. One of the yeah. guys, one of the times it was actually, I think it was Nelky calling me if I was coming into work that night. And I'm like, didn't you guys notice when at midnight last night, I just walked out after playing one long song and didn't come back? Like, 
<laughs> still good. And then George George had to DJ for one night. Oh God. Yeah, and then they brought me back after that. So I guess I was just better than George. So that's not saying much. Anybody, Todd on Fisher Price would be better DJ than George. That old Max still probably <laughs> lasted longer than it should have, though. I think Ron's dying back there. Oh no, I got it. We're good. Say, so it's got to glue that phlegm back in place to keep that rich, <laughs> rich, deep baritone. Yeah, next time we watch Roadhouse, I'm just going to think of Chavez. Oh, you know? my God. We used I mean, to watch was, Roadhouse. During the 90, was it 99? My, yep. All my bouncer staff, they we used to watch it. All of them get together before their shift started, watch Roadhouse. I shit you not. Yeah, they were. watch was... that, and then they'd come in just jacked. I'm like, guys, what? What? We got it. We got it. That was the same. That was Potter, Gran, or Matt Gran, Edelman. Jimmy would have been there. Uh, that was also, um, yeah, Jimmy was a bartender right then. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were literally taking guys. So you have <laughs> the Legends front door. That's the big double doors. You know, the big wooden post in the middle. So these guys, they were so jacked up when they got to kick somebody out, the highlight of their night because one door host would grab the guy from one side, grab the other guy on the other arm, and they those two would walk out the door, but the guy would be in the middle. <laughs> so they would do this. They would always go, oh, oh, we're sorry. I play the Laurel and Hardy routine, trying to figure out which one to go through one door by all the time. The customer that's getting kicked out, like that. After the third time, and I watch this, I go, okay, just, just get them up, guys. Come on. Yeah, those are net. I. Those guys would be like, my buddy's outside, he's in a fight. I go, take your shirt off, go outside, take your business, come back in, clock back in. Yeah, I know that happened a lot. But oh, especially but they, the. Uh... But I, I appreciated the fact that they respected me enough to at least come up to me and ask me to take their, so I could take their shirt or off. Or like. For me to clock out, don't clock out, just take your shirt off. Just go out, handle this. Go by the dumpsters in the back, take care no, of No, no, no. They would be right. One of the guys I had was a uh, martial artist. Kenny would. He would oh, Jesus perform in uh, mixed martial arts right next to the big windows where the booth was in the corner i don't look back in the window here he is shirt off jumping flying knees to these guys there's three against him just taking them out you know <laughs> i'm like i go you could have been a little could have taken across the street a little bit someplace a little more you know no nope. you are the subway Who's parking lot Two seconds later, he's back in there with his shirt on, going, hmm, yeah, nothing happened. Just, he must, he just fell over and over and over. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to help him up, but he just, I don't know, I'm not strong enough. The guy was 6'3 and 250 pounds, you know, so. What was it about that bar that just started fights all the time? It was the meat market, man. I said liquor and testosterone. Yeah, 90% of bar fights that you see start downtown over a girl. And it's usually the well, boyfriend, it, a boyfriend it, that gets involved in it somehow. Yeah, and, but it's also, you know, your friend said this friend to me, you know, this and that. Yeah. And, you know, or, I mean, I had a gun pulled at me when I was just a DJ down there. <laughs> what the fuck guy. were you playing? Jesus Christ. Get that Celine Dion I, off of there. You know what's good for you. Short. He was like four foot eight. I don't know. He was short, like a midget. Had a gun, but he was drunk as shit. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you got, we can't have you here. He was like, 
slurring his speech, spilling drinks, just harassing everybody. And I was the one, for whatever reason, I wasn't in the DJ booth that night. I was actually on the floor. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. I was really nice. Then he opened his jacket up and goes, hey, fucking going anywhere. Is that right? And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. I see I everything. I have just, I despise humanity because of that work, that job. I got a lot of full, when I first started there, full pictures of beer thrown at me. That was back when, that was back when we used to do the, the knee volleyball. Oh yeah. And uh, the first time it happened when I I called uh, April Fool's bar time an hour early. So I kind of had it come in that one. Well, Mike, you have a way with people, you know, in that place. Like cops across the street from Coconut Joe's with a wireless microphone. Interviewing cops in the cross, like, what was it? Yeah, it was in the corner. Marco's clothing. Yeah, yeah Marco's yeah, clothing. Stand, you had the wireless mic. Like, sit there and I'd stand them and ask them if they wore boxers or briefs, and but they didn't know that everybody in the bar could hear what was going on yeah, through those. Because I was running your mic. Because oh, you yeah. would ask me, and I'm like, yeah, I'll run your mic. Turn it off. Where are you going? Across the street. All right. Then I'd be the first one to know. Then all of a sudden you're interviewing the cops. I look out the window like, oh, fuck, I work. I'm getting in trouble for this fucking shit. Where are you going? Uh, across the street. I don't know. Jello <laughs> shots on the ceiling. Yeah, giving uh, giving away drink cards right outside the door to brothers was the one that we got. We actually got a phone call about. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. good. They hated us. That and the the green beer and Lucky Charms thing that I did when they puked all over the library two years in a row. Well, there's your Jello eating contest. They talking to Joe's, but the Jello was still. I think the Jello is still on that ceiling to this day. Probably. God. Or the hot tub parties. Oh my god, I hated those fucking things. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, because they all because yeah. all the water went and straight through the floor into the basement of that place. But I did a commercial for for the bar standing in my pants, like fully clothed, knee deep in the hot tub. At one point, there was a lot of hot girls in that thing, though. I remember that. Just yeah. wearing bikinis and they're wet and they're drunk. I mean. It's a great concept not safe by any means but no but that stuff would never fly today kids today that age aren't interested oh. in that stuff well how long, how long did hooters actually last in lacrosse oh, a couple years but the thing is there was Six. drawing in middle-aged women that thought it was funny to be in there it wasn't bringing in stupid men to piss away a lot of money you get these old ladies like my mom that would go in there with her lady friends and they order food and they're not going to spend any more money. They're not going to order drinks. And that's where they would make their, their money is off of booze. And they just think it'd be funny. Like, oh, let's go take a picture with the waitress. <laughs> you know, and just like, oh, God, you're just ruining all my Hooters fantasies by being in there with all your wrinkly blue hair friends. So what you're saying is we really should figure out a way to open up a gentleman's club in downtown. I, uh, in lacrosse, it can't happen. It, it no. won't. Somebody will no, burn no, it no. down. There's, there's laws now. I mean, there's yeah. big laws. It's like the bar. Remember the varsity club? Yeah. You know, they to get around that uh, that law, that pilot, whatever it was, the girls had to wear pasties. Yep. Covered up the nipples, and they had, they couldn't be. They had to have at least a pair of underwear on. Always a loophole. And then three years later, mysteriously, the varsity club catches fire and he collects a big check and buys 
La Mirage on the south side. I don't know what happened. <laughs> there is that bar up at Irish Hill that had girls dancing yep. in beasties. That place also burned down. Yeah. yeah. Oh. O'Neill's, yeah. Well, I'm not making the, any money. The mm. gin mill burned, but that was definitely intentionally, I know, once. It was probably a meth explosion. That was, that was uh Well it's a biker bar, so I'll Yeah, that, I actually right. got to know the guy that, that, that started that place on fire and I still probably can't <laughs> Yeah, I still probably can't mention who that is. No, you don't know. No, probably not. I would invite that. I don't think the statute of limitations has expired on that one yet. Yeah, the statute of limitations might not, but the club wasn't real thrilled about it. <laughs> Alright, we're coming up with a two minute mark, guys. Any party Oh, she's already? Yeah. Yeah, I'm too cheap to actually pay for any more than that on on, on Zoom. Yeah, me too. Let's use Microsoft Teams. Well, fine, whatever. Oh, I don't know. Don't use Teams. It's horrible. The fact that we actually I, I've uh, coalesced into what whatever the hell this is is a start. <laughs> I'm just surprised we all survived. You know, and we're more or less functional adults. No, I, I had to see, after I sold Club Rhino, I had to see a therapist for like three years. Yeah. Not, not I, kidding, actually, but. <laughs> no, I have some issues. <laughs> 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 Fuck you guys. <laughs> I see a therapist twice a week. I know. That's good. Yeah. Therapists are good. They're positive, right? Yeah, that's, what, uh, that's actually what I named my bomb. Therapist. Therapist. Yeah. I gotta go see, see the therapist, therapist real quick. <laughs> Be right back. <clears throat> I feel like adding you, Ron, is kind of like uh, Gene on Bob's Burgers with the keyboard, though, too. <laughs> For sure. I don't know what I got on here. Cool. Yeah. By the way, who is Ron? Ron, who are you? Uh, used oh, to I know work, you. Uh, used to work at Z93 with these fools. Yeah, it was one of the part-timers. Back in the day, this massive curly blonde hair that okay. stick up. Like six inches, look like Sideshow Bob. Yeah, usually if these guys were off early partying, it's because I was in there pushing buttons. Well, because you were one of the only part-timers that we knew was actually going to show up. <laughs> yes, yeah. you were dependable. Thank you. That's how you climb that ladder, man. You just keep showing up until they tell you not to anymore. And... Climb that ladder. Or you could be like yeah. the little ginger weasel that hung around and took all the jobs once all of us got fired. Yeah. <laughs> ginger weasel. Ginger weasel. All right. It's my new band name. Yeah. On that note, next week I will try to secure us uh, women folk, but apparently it all fell through. So. Good, good, good decision on their part. Yeah. All right. Have a good afternoon to football, gentlemen. Thanks. Right. Right.